I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hello and welcome to the brand new series of That Gabby Roslin Podcast, Reasons to be Joyful. If you're new to the podcast, a very warm welcome and thank you for listening. And if you've been listening since day one, well, it's great to have you back with us. We have some amazing guests lined up for you this season, including Rosie Jones, David Harewood, Minnie Driver, Lenny Rush, Diane Morgan, Harriet Walter, Alfie Bow, Jake Shears, Victoria Smurfit, Tom Chaplin. In fact, it's a party I really want to go to. I'd like to be there with all of them. I really hope you enjoy the series. Welcome to Reasons to be Joyful. And somebody who brings me joy every single time I see her is the wonderful Charlene Spiteri. Yes, She's an international rock goddess and she's brilliant and she's funny, she's naughty, she says it as it is. And in this episode, you'll be hearing some stories that you will have never heard anywhere before. She's very honest, she's very open about being bullied as a child, about certain things that happened as an adult. Yes, that Paris, Texas incident. And uh, listen out for... uh, a lovely story about Dame Judy Dench too. Charlene Spateri. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we sat down, you said there's a story about at your grandma's house. Oh, yeah. Because so, we were talking about people being famous. Like, you know, we were talking about Michael Ball and you said you were at college. I was with, co- yeah, I was. Yeah, and you said we, he did Sweeney Todd and you all went and everybody just went, oh my God, he's going to be famous. As is really funny how you can see that bit. I think that's probably why I'm still fighting with myself because when um, we were um, when we were growing up, my gran used to have parties at the house every second week, and everybody had to used to have to get up and do a turn and everything. And my cousin Carlin, um, she's a couple of years older than me, she used to get up and sing this song. So everybody would do their thing. She always used to sing this song that was a, an old traditional song called "I Once Had a Dear Old Mother." And it's about this mother that dies and she watches over her daughter for heaven and everything. All the aunties and everything and everybody would be going, oh my God, like cry, oh, it's beautiful. My cousin would be like absolutely milking it. And I'd be standing in the doorway going, oh, come on, this is absolute rubbish. (laughs) This is the worst song I've ever heard. Oh my God, like literally, and just literally just itching to go on and then I'd literally go on and I'd go into like 10 guitars or Banks of the Ohio or 
you know, I'd literally sing one of these songs and I'd be like, I had a band and literally clear the room. No! Yeah, yeah, literally the aunties would go, get another wee drink, another wee cup of tea and they'd just literally clear the room and I think literally that's what happened to me. So all these... I think I've been scarred for life. But all these years later, surely they don't clear the room anymore? Most of them are dead, but... Uh... <laughs> Not through any wish of mine. <laughs> really? <laughs> Like I've never, I've never held a grudge in my life. Um, How old were you when this happened? I would have been about seven or eight. Okay, you haven't forgotten yeah, it. You haven't let forgot. it go. I played. We played the um, the hydro in uh, in Glasgow. This was um, years ago, like probably about I don't know, ten, eight, ten years ago, whatever. And we were playing the hydro, and we went on for the second encore. And it was, it was like the place, the atmosphere was electric. And I don't know what came over me. And I went on, I went to all the aunties who went and got a drink and left me standing there oh. singing the song. You wanted the guest list. I hope you're all enjoying yourselves now watching this. I mean, talk about, yeah, talk about bitter but and twisted. But isn't it funny though, those things, those, some of those things never leave us. They never leave you. Plus, they're, they're part of the things that, I guess, drive you. You know, there is, I guess there is a drive that, literally, you know, I always say to my daughter, I says, look, there's going to be things that are going to happen in your life. There's going to be really big disappointments and there's going to be people that will speak to you in a way that you're thinking, oh my God, that is probably one of the most hurtful, horrible things I've ever heard. I says, but you know what? I went, you're either one of the people that like sinks with it or you're going to swim with it. You're just either going to go, do you know what? Fine. That's what you think. That's not what I think. And soldier on. You're a swimmer. Is Misty Kidd a swimmer? She's, yeah, I think she is. I mean, she holds it, which is funny because I, I, I always held it as well as a kid. You know, even as an adult, as I think, I'll be like, oh my God, I'll be like, God, yeah. that was like a stab to the heart. Um, So you can hurt me, but you'll not see it, but I will be hurt. I'll really be hurt. And I'll be like, right, okay, let's, let's do it. Yeah, when we were signing our record company, we had one of the heads of the... The Mercury Records at that point, back in, it was like, what, 86 or something, 87 when we signed. And I remember he called me a dodgy boiler, and I never forgot He it. called you a dodgy boiler? He called, he called oh. me a dodgy boiler, and I never, ever forgot it. Well, I'm it. not surprised. I literally, That's horrible. I literally was like, he thought I didn't hear him, but I heard him loud and clear. Did you and say anything to him? I said to him years later, I waited, I waited for my moment, when we'd sold a lot of records. I went, still a dodgy boiler, eh? And he had no idea what I talked, what I was talking about, and I told him. And I could see that, oh, oh, God. Yeah, and I thought, I'm just going to totally shame you. So you do hold on to things. It's funny, oh, I really do hold on to stuff. This, what's so interesting about you, and I've known you for a very long time, is that uh, this podcast is Reasons to be Joyful. And you do spread joy. And you have, when you're on stage, I've seen you live. I've seen you at people's houses. I've seen you in restaurants, whatever it is. And you do have this wonderful way of of uplifting people and your songs and people get completely immersed in your oh, songs. You. But it's interesting that maybe you don't feel that joy. But I do feel joy and I love to feel joy. That's the, yeah. that's the whole thing is, is I think, how you know, what do you want to be? Do you want to be really sad and down or do you want to be, and, and you know, and I know people go, well, that's easy to say in your position. Yeah, it is easy. It's a lot easier to say in my position. But you've been through stuff. Yeah, but everything, yeah. you know, Everyone's everything life life never started here with me. Yeah. You know, I never I wasn't born as an international pop star, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I, I think that it's really important to kind of 
okay, well, what can I get out of it? What's what's the happy thing that I can get out of it? What can I, how can I look at it to not feel the pain? Because I know I don't like feeling the pain. Yes. So that that's what I don't like. I don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling of down or sad or, you know, anxiety or, you know, you, I just don't like it. I was so badly bullied as a kid. Um, and it was just a horrible... By other kids Yeah, as well. in school. And it was just like, it was just a horrible time in my life. You know, the people going about school and I am like the worst person to talk about school because I'm like, those were the worst years of my life. I absolutely hate And you school. don't, that's another thing that you don't get over. You're talking about the aunties say, doing those, I, that just, I think it's hurtful and horrible. But it's what kids can do to other kids and it does stay with everybody I've spoken to. And interestingly, the amount of people that I speak to who are in the industry who were bullied or were supremely shy mm. um, and they come out on top. But that's not saying that the bullies don't hurt. Bullies should stop. It's horrible. Yeah, but should. it makes you what you are. As well. It does. It, you know, it, it it does to a certain degree because I know that if I see someone, or if I'm in a situation, in a work situation, or in a you know in a, a meeting or whatever, and I see someone getting bullied, I literally am like, I, I literally, I like go back to being that 12, 14 year old. I literally bristle, and and I cannot help getting involved. Good. Like, I'm a bit like you're saving. You're saving them from that hurt. Well, it's not that. that. I just, I, you know, just, I just think there was, there's always that thing where you, you know what it's like for someone to stand up for you mm. or be on your Did side. Did people stand up for you? Um, no. Eventually, I, I, I mean, eventually it was, eventually it kind of exploded into something that became, which was horrible, became like a physical fight. Um, mm. I mean, it was physical before that when they would like push me and grab my hair and spit on me and everything and all that kind of thing but it turned that just one day I, I just snapped I just snapped and I literally I, I snapped I actually snapped out of fear mm. I was so scared that I was like oh my god oh my god and and I don't even remember like I mean there's bits of it that you remember but I, rem I remember like two teachers pull pulling me off this girl and there was a whole gang of girls and 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 you know, and then it became. Then you become that. Like, cause my sister's three years younger than me. When my sister went to secondary school, she went, "Oh yeah, psycho Spiteri, that's your sister." So then suddenly I get a name for being a psycho because you know I I I lost all control and um I actually ended up getting suspended with the girl from school. Um, and the what the one that you had the fight with? Yeah, and the teachers were like, "Oh my god, you know, Charlene's so quiet." I mean, believe it or not, I was very quiet at school. Um, but. Yeah, it was that whole thing, and and my mom went to the school, and and then it was all fine, and and I was just left alone, and then I just could not wait to get out of school. You know, I literally was gone from school at fifteen. Did I you didn't... tell anybody that that was happening to you? Did you tell your mom? Did you tell the teachers? No, I just didn't. I didn't tell anybody. You don't. You just. You know, I think anybody that, that there'll be people that will hear this and and maybe go, oh my god, I know exactly what you're talking about. You just don't, because there's that little bit of you think that it'll stop, it'll go away, it'll eventually, you know, they'll eventually get bored or something. And um, it eventually did stop, but it went on for about a year, like just over a year. It's so cruel. And everybody always says, you know, it's not about, that wasn't about you, that was about them. But yeah, at the time and, when and, you're a yeah, child, and that's, you don't get that. And, and that is, you know, that's what I was speaking to a friend yesterday, like, I, I mean, a grown-up, one of my friends, and you know we were sitting having lunch and she was telling me somebody had said something unbelievably like had got a bit drunk and then just literally just started in this terrible rhetoric of just 
nastiness of this is your life's going to be like this forever because that you're this kind of person and what like so and she said she was absolutely blown away she was like oh my god oh my god and she realized that she she didn't you know she had to like clear out certain people in her life because they just weren't proper friends and you know you don't yeah you just you've just got to get rid of toxic and horribleness in your life you know we all want to have a nice life yeah, I'm happy digging holes in my garden. I'm like, that's my that's my favourite thing. I'm just like, yeah, great. And you know. performing and writing. I do, yeah, I love all of that. Yeah. I, you know, but for me, that's like, that's... Is I that come, work? That's not work. That comes with life. I can't, okay. I can't write or do what I do if I didn't actually have life. I couldn't li- literally be on the road, you know, every single day of my life or doing... I, I need to go and do the shopping or I need to go and, you know... Um, go to the gym. It's one of go the stories to the gym. I remember. Me going to a gym? You, you were coming out of a gym, so this is years ago. Oh, no, ago. I must have been coming out of a gym because I was probably buying something. Maybe you were swimming. Had you been swimming? Oh, I'd been swimming. I had been swimming. I like swimming. And you had the, you had a, a hoodie on and you came out and you were coming down the escalators and I was going up the... This is years ago. I was going up the escalators. I know exactly where we were. Yeah. And in the centre, yeah, in a certain centre on the big road, and um, uh, and you were going, hi. I went, oh hi, and we were. Both <laughs> I was going into the gym. You were coming out of the gym, and you went, how are you? I went, fine. We were on the escalators. I remember. I remember getting to the top, and pro- every time I see you, you just make me smile. You really do. I completely adore you. And I got to the top, and this man behind me. This is true. This man behind me went, excuse me, and I went, yeah. He went, what's that shot? you said hello to and I said yes he went oh, where had she been and I went she said she'd been for a swim he went oh she swims and he walked away oh my god no but it was properly like you suddenly you were real to him you weren't rock star Charlene <laughs> you were a normal person who'd gone to the gym and had a swim and but left your hoodie so on important. he's the most important thing in my life I couldn't be a songwriter without normal Normal, so oh, you're so right. It's so important. It's just, it's you're like, very hey, on showbiz, though, can't you? You I are totally on showbiz. God. I mean, I, I'm really lucky. I get to do a lot of showbiz things. I meet a lot of showbiz people, um, but it really doesn't matter to me. I, I mean, I think because it doesn't matter to me, that probably that's the reason that I'm still here. Yeah. You know, I think it's the same as you. You don't. You're not really showbiz either. It's just a bit like it's like yeah, it's part of. A whole circle of people that you get to know over many, many years. And you're in rooms with them or you share a laugh with them or you're at dinner or some something like that. And then you get to know loads and loads of people and there's then there's that appreciation of what everybody does. It's like we're all kind of in the same boat, kind of doing a job. I mean, I say a job very loosely, but <laughs> it's because it was never, that was never what it was going to be. When I, I still sometimes kind of go... God, I can't really quite believe what I do. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I completely get that. We were in, I was in um, Muscle Shoals um, last year making a record and um, we were with um, Spooner Oldham. Spooner Oldham is a, is a keyboard player that um, was literally one of the, uh, the original Swampers band from um, Fame Studios. Played on the first four Aretha Franklin records. I mean, the guy, if you look, watch the Aretha Franklin story movie, like, Spinner's in the movie. It's like he's like this young little guy because he, she thought she was coming in to play with all this. She'd heard this this music getting made at Fame Studios. She thought it was a bunch of black guys. 
turns out they're a bunch of little skinny white guys and she was like what is going on? like, like well, who are these people and that is like part of the whole story because then you know she had a very controlling um husband at that point who was like you can't record with them and she stood up and went no i'm going to bring them to new york and we're going to make this record because you know they're great players and um it's a really interesting story um and it's a, it's a, the interesting story is like there's a strength as as a black woman you know, one being a woman at yeah. that moment in time, two being a black woman at that time. I mean, Jesus, I mean, it's hard enough right now. Could you imagine back then of her? No, this is my vision. This is what I want. And I'm going to stand up for what I believe in and, and I'm going to do it. Um, And, you know, and the abuse that she was taking at that point within her relationship. It's an amazing, I mean, the story of Aretha Franklin is phenomenal. Um, So we went to make a record with, with Spooner and every day at one o'clock we had to stop and there was a, a show around the studio because it's all original. This studio is just phenomenal. Oh, it's how just, incredible. It's all original gear, everything. And you go into this place and the records that have been made in the studio are like insane. And people come in and it's tiny and they, they walk right. We would all be sitting like, in the control room like this and we were literally like, we were like, like it was like being in the zoo, we were all sitting there. <laughs> like, and they were like, oh, like, they're real musicians. They're real. And it just really re sort of lit that whole thing. I'm like, God, yeah, we are real musicians. So we are. <laughs> God, that's what we do. Yeah, we make records for a living. That's so what you're we... the little you that was bullied, thinking about and and performing in front of the aunties who walked away. That child must look at what's happened and you sitting there. Thinking, well, no, because I'm still a, is... because I'm still a child, just going literally going like this. Oh my God, I cannot believe my luck. This is what I get. So to is do. it luck? Is that really how you think there's, of it? There's luck and there's a lot of hard work. Hard work, yeah. You know, it's like everything, as you know, it's like to... It's easy enough making the first record because you don't know anything and you're just kind of like, you just make it. Then after that, that's when the really hard work starts. You know, because then you're like, you know, the, it's like, well, why should you be relevant? Why should you still be allowed to make records? Why, should, why would people still want to listen to them? You know, have they not heard enough of you yet? So there's there's a certain there's got to be a really strong work ethic, a really strong work ethic. Have you and you've got that with your downtime of doing the garden, as you said. Yeah, digging the holes. You know, I know I need to go to work. I need to go to work. I need to pay the bills. I need to do the, you know, look after the. Family. Do you still love what you do though? Absolutely adore it. I think I probably love it even more now, because I get it. I I like, you know, you just you've just spoken my language. That's yeah. exactly that's what I said to somebody last night. Yeah, I exactly get it. word for word. Yeah. I literally get it now. I go. Oh, you know, you know, it's funny. You know, I, I see people all the time. It's like, it's weird. You start out at the beginning and you're like, oh, I'm really punk. I'm a rebel. I'm this and that. <laughs> and you're not until you become old and then you get older and then you go, yeah, I really know I'm a punk because I don't give a flying hoot of who. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you don't like me. I don't give you any more. I'm like, fine. I'm all good. And that's when you really... What a great way to be. You know, then... That does come with age. It does come with yeah. age. I mean, people will be going, oh, yeah, whatever. Because the thing is, is the little bit of you when you're young, you're going like that. Yeah, I don't care if you don't like me, but you go like me, like me, like me, like me, please like yeah. me. But then you're going, no, I don't care. There's just that thing that you have, that contradiction that you have when you're young. And the contradiction is really important as well when you're starting out because contradiction is part of, of what it is you're doing. But then you start writing songs as you go older and then suddenly you're just like spewing everything on a page. You're literally going, yep, take me. This is This happened and yeah, it wasn't good, but... or. Oh my God! I am so happy that and I'm and I'm happy to say I'm happy. You know, it's like there's just a million things that you can say as you're older. 
you can really show your emotions and show your feelings and show your gratitude in very different ways from how you do when you're young. It's very interesting. Years ago, when I was uh, doing kids telly, we'd ask um, you or anyone who was in a band, you know, the kids would call up and they say, yeah. can you tell us your favourite song? Can you tell us your favourite colour? What do you like to eat? And what's the song? And every producer always used to say, can you ask Charlene? Can you ask Gary? Can you ask Dusty Springfield? Whoever it was. What's the song about? And actually... <laughs> Which is the most hated question Isn't it the worst question ever? All songwriters And as a presenter, go, we oh. fight against that. I go, please don't make me ask that. We just hate it because, you know, the whole thing is, is like, as a fan of music, I want to dream in the song. I want the song to be about me. I want the song to be about my life. I want the song to be about the people round about me. And that's what makes people connect with a song, is they can see something in the song that's them, that's that's a situation that they've been in or a place they've been in. And you know, I always say that if you if you were standing on stage looking at an audience and you put little clouds above their heads and did a little picture of what they were like thought that was about at that moment every picture would be different why don't you do that one of your I, I gigs know, I know tell good. everyone to bring actually hand out <laughs> do an intimate gig and hand out big clouds and give people big pens and see what they'd say yeah be, that would actually be a really good be a really good video as well but also they'd use their memories and you'd suddenly learn yeah so it's much amazing because people come up to you and they go oh my god when I was da 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 you know the, the thing as well is there's different ages that people hear the songs at there's different points in the life. But you have so many ages songs. loving oh my you, God, don't yeah. you? It's kind of insane. I mean, that's we're playing Glastonbury. Um, in the we, we, yeah, we're playing Glastonbury, and, and literally, I know that we're going to walk out an audience. It's not our audience. It's young, and most of them will be like, "Oh yeah, text. I think I know who they are." But my, my then, youngest one who's sixteen knows yeah, exactly who yeah, you are. Yeah, but they'll hear songs and they'll go, "Oh right, oh my God, I never knew that was them. Oh, that's them oh, as well." Yeah. So I think yeah. because they were the four or five year old in the car on the school run when we were literally at our height, there's no way they're going to like not know it. So then you go, "Oh, that's you know, quite that is." You just kinda, sort of slightly bro blown my mind by saying that 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 people know you for your music, but but do that moment. Oh, that's who it is. Yeah. That must be mind-blowing for you as well. It's, a, it's an amazing feeling because it's that point of... That's the really exciting thing because then you kind of go, yes, we just got them. Yes. You know, that's the really exciting one when you go, oh, great, maybe that person's going to go and, and you know, check out a Texas record. You're hoping. It, it's, it, I mean, it. you are rock, uh, female in rock, pop whatever you want to call it but it, you know that's how a lot of people would perceive yeah i just you. always i just go i'm in a band that's okay it. all right but but for a woman for a woman fronting it and being as strong as you do and the songs that like you said everybody knows playing in the car playing in the kitchen wherever it was um have there been struggles because you are a woman do you think oh, yeah. is it different i mean literally there was i i, I get asked and people go people say oh you know things have changed so much and i'm like no they haven't they haven't then? No, they haven't changed. They're just better hidden. You know, everybody's oh, ticking everyone's ticking the boxes. You know, I think that I think we're living right now in a time where, you know, everybody's talking about this this cancelled culture. Um, you know, I have a twenty year old daughter, um, and they talk about cancel culture and everything like that. But, you know, a lot of it's a lie. A lot of it is 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 just, you know, saying the right things and acting in a certain way. But they still have those bad thoughts, whether it's sexist, racist, 
There's so many ageism. Pre- age, there's so many prejudices out there. There's mm. a lot of prejudices out there, and we're kidding on they don't exist. And I'm like, well, why are we kidding on at this moment in time that there is? I mean, the great thing is, there's there's a generation coming through that don't see any of this. Yeah, they don't see. They the, don't see. Hopefully, the racism, the, the homophobia. Absolutely, they just don't see it, and you just yeah. go, thank God. You go, thank God. They just, you know, they're like, you say to them, they're like, well, what were you talking about? I mean, they're oblivious to it, and you just go, yes. And you're hoping that's going to be those generations now that that we live in a world that. You know, there'll be cross cultures, you know, cross, um, you know, relationships, everything. It's like, you know, we live in a world where it should be about, um, you know, it should be about supporting each other, loving each other and being kind to each other. And you think, and I know you think, oh, that's hippy dippy shit. Not at all. But you just think, you know, how hard is it? You know, I will tell you right now for an absolute definite that a big reason as well why Texas are still, after 35 years, still here in this, you know, yeah, we worked hard. Yeah, we try and write great songs. Sometimes we don't get it right. We we try. That is the most important thing to us. But also the fact that, you know, when we have been, like, right on the top that and down the bottom, you know, we've just always been the same. There's never been any different us. You know, there's never been a different band. There's never been Big Shot. There's never been Arrogant. There's never been... I mean, yeah, you have a certain amount of arrogance to do what you do, but there's never been mean to people. And I've seen a lot of people talk... A lot of people talking to people in a way that is just not acceptable. And you just think, no. I mean, every thing, good thing that's, like, happened to us has been because there's been a relationship and a rapport built with someone... Um, and then suddenly you might be having a bit of dip and they go, yeah, but I like them, so we're going to play their record or we're going to support them or we're going to get them on the show or whatever. You know, Chris was the, the perfect example mm, of that, mm. you know, because when Chris was at Greater Manchester Radio... Chris Evans was... Yeah, right, sorry. Yeah. So I'm just looking at Chris. Um, well, he is just Chris Ross. He is just Chris Ross, <laughs> exactly. You know, he was he was just starting out at Greater Manchester Radio when our first record was out in 89. And I made him a cup of tea because he says, because I was standing up and, he went, and I went, I'll make you a cup of tea. And he was literally like, oh, what? And, you know, I didn't know that he was going to go on it. But you just think, and it's not that you're doing it for those reasons. It's just that be a human being. Yeah, yeah. Be, just be a nice human be being. Be generous and kind. Be generous and kind to Spread people. Spread joy. That's you what know, it's like. It's about. not really, it's not, my mom said to me, honest to God, if my mom was still here, if my mom caught me being rude to someone, I would have got battered. You know, mm. I know you're not even allowed to say that nowadays, but it's like... Oh, my mum hated me. She, she she honestly used to hate me ever. When I say somebody said this or something, she'd say, no, no, just you be polite. You be polite back. If they're like that to you, just be polite. Always be polite. It's really bad. I remember when I had that whole thing with Paris Hilton that was in the papers, yes. the Paris, Texas thing, when I had a bit of a... That's uh, every... I mean, it's ridiculous it if you funny. do I had to phone up my mum straight away. Did you? Yeah, I phoned my mum because it was like my publicist phoned me up and says, oh, did, 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 and, and, and then he phoned me and said, because I said, no, there was nothing. And and then he went, I went, just, just say you can't find me or something like that. And because he was like, did you have a fight with Paris Hilton last night? I said, no, no, it was a bit of an argument, which it was a bit of an argument because she stood my mate's coats. Um, and I told her to get a grip. And <laughs> she had all these big bodyguards. And, and I was literally like, listen, love, don't mess about here because seriously... I'll take you down. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those moments. And um, it was, it was, and I cringe saying it as a mother. I literally go, oh my God, that's so outrageous. And um, 
And then my pops went, he says, the papers are running it. And I, and the papers come out and I was literally like, oh my God, my mum's going to kill me. That was my first thought. But I like that. But every, normal. But then it was yeah. so funny because every taxi driver in London was like, on you go, sure. I was like, oh my <laughs> God. You know that thing where you just take a toll beam where you're like, thank you. I'm so, <laughs> so, so what did your mum say? What did she say? My mum went, well, I mean, it's not very ladylike was her first thing. It's not very ladylike. I mean, come on, seriously, me? <laughs> me? I'm like, mum, do you know your own daughter? It's not very ladylike. If you heard my potty mouth, she's like, I know, but still I like to think of these lady. I'm like, okay. Um, so, yeah, you know, my mum was just like that. And, and It's funny, we, we, they've. I mean, your mum died more recently than, than mine, but they're still there in the back of oh, our they head never go on away. our shoulders. Either your conscience. Yeah. yeah. You know, they just don't, they don't move. It's like... You know, how did she make? How how did she feel about you and your success? And you know, you are a worldwide. You know, oh, I could see the pride. I really, could see the pride. Yeah, you know, she was always like it was just like a nod. You know what it's like when you look at your mum. It's like they go. You know, it's just they that do, it's just yeah. that moment of just literally. Yeah, I think there was because my mum was a great singer, and you know, she was just like. My mum had all these amazing dreams and ideas. She was so creative and unbelievable. And, and, you know, she was coming up at a moment in, you know, in life where, you know, you couldn't do the things that, that we can do now. You know, I remember, like, I remember saying to my dad, and, and I absolutely adored adore my dad and adored my dad. Um, My dad just passed away a couple, um, just two Christmases ago. And, um, you know, but my dad was literally, like, hardcore. It's like, you won't do that. You can't cut your hair. It's like, what century are you living in, man? But my mum made my sister and I the woman that we are because, you know, my dad would go away to sea and he was three months away, one month off. And I remember mum would always be like, make sure you've got your own money. Make sure you've got your own house. Make sure you've got this. Make sure. I mean, she was literally setting us up for complete survival <laughs> as women. And, you know, it was just, it was just always be independent. You know, be with someone because you want to be with them. Don't be with someone because you need to be with them. And Are you that like that with Misty? Totally. You know, and you know, it's like be with someone because you love them. It's like do not go into a relationship because it's like that's what you need. You know, I just think that's a recipe for disaster. You know, and everybody go, yeah, but love will not put food on the table. Mm, but yeah, but you can find a way around things to a certain degree when, when you do have that. Because when you're loved and you do love, it's like, it's probably the best thing you can have in your life, I would say. Ian Bryn. He's a good man. You know, I'm, I'm very lucky that I've, I've got someone that gets it. He understands the dream. He understand, understands the desire to do what I do because he has the desire to do what he does. You know, I look at I look at the pride and the the skill and the the love that he puts into everything he does, and 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 it's weird because I find that really sexy. You know, when someone loves what they do, you go, "That's sexy." Yeah. You know, it's like because I get that. You know, it was funny because a friend of mine, and I've told this story before because it it was quite it was over lockdown this happened, and um, it's when we just were allowed to start seeing each other, and I went to my. my my friend's house and two of my girlfriends were doing the they they do um uh meditation i always have a bit of giggle at them like oh bloody meditating whatever <laughs> you know and and they were doing an online medication with some guy in california and I medication was like, or meditation meditation yeah. i was looking at me <laughs> slight faux pas there 
that says all, does it? This is what I really think. Um, so they were doing meditation and, and I was like, they came back up and they were like, oh my God, I just feel so like cool and light. And, and I went, I could never do it. And then what do you mean? And I went, I just don't have the capacity of sitting still for that. You know, I'm not a jumper. I mean, I, I, I'll sit and, and I love just sitting, reading a book and being still and love being on my own as well. I really need my, my, my own time. And um, I just went, no, I just, I just don't have the patience and somebody to speak and I'd be like shut up shut up and my friend which was really interesting to me but you do meditate and I went I don't meditate and she went you do I've seen you on stage and I went what do you mean I went amongst thousands of people and she went yeah yeah but when you I've seen you sing and when you're in that moment you're meditating and I was like and then she said because the only thing that exists in that moment in time is you and the song and I was like that's so true and I went wow what a different way of looking at it exactly and I went oh my god I understand meditation I was like that's what it is so if you are if you were like sewing something or or you were doing pottery or you were being in the moment it's it's being in the moment it's literally being if you're sitting a cup of tea going this is the best cup of tea I've ever drank literally and just it's just you and the cup of tea that's it that's you're enjoying that complete moment that's meditation Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And you feel like that about when you're on stage? Well, I never, I didn't realise that that's what I, what I did feel when I was on stage. I just was like, this is just the best thing in the world. You know, because you're just in the song and you're just singing those words and you're like, there's all these pictures going through your head of what you're singing about and what that song is to you in that moment you know I love singing also as well because I'm doing a physical thing because literally as I sing you know there's moments where I'm singing very very quiet and it's very intimate it's very like small and then there's the moments where it just opens up and it's just like all this air and all this emotion and feelings just comes flooding out it's like but even when the voice is small, there's so much emotion there at that moment in time because you're controlling the emotion as well. There's times when I'm singing sometimes and I can feel like a big lump in my throat. I go, and it's not because I'm thinking about what I'm singing, even though I am. But there's a moment where the audience and you are all in one moment because that is what a gig is. A gig is not about us. A gig is about everybody in that one space sharing this massive energy. I literally sound like hippie today. What no, is, you don't. You I, don't. I sound I can, like some no, nutter. no. But I think anybody who goes to your gigs will know that. 
and will hope that. And actually, I want that from everybody, whatever I go and see, whether I'm going to live music or if I'm going to mm. musical theatre, which is a passion. Even comedy, you just like, like you go comedy. to comedy, anything, you just, it's just that moment where suddenly, you know that feeling when you go to comedy or something and suddenly you just like, everybody just loses it and just yeah. laughs together. But you're together. in that moment you're together. You're in that moment together and the energy is created in the room. I mean, it's like you bat it out, whoever's doing what it is they're doing, you bat it out and literally the audience decides, decides which way they're taking it. I'm going to take you back a few years. I remember we were on a rooftop at a party uh, in Kensington on a rooftop and I had oh my, my God, producer I know exactly from a about, TV yeah. show and uh, we always tease Rob about this, a lovely guy, uh, still very dear friend of, of ours and um, uh, and we were standing there and there were all these models and people and I remember standing there with Rob and going, Oh, and then you were there suddenly. I was like, oh, oh, thank, <laughs> thank God I know somebody. Oh, oh, oh hello. Uh, we were talking, and Rob said, Oh, what do you do? And you said, Oh, I'm in music. And he said, Oh, really? You know, have you made a success of it? And you went, Yeah, no, we're, we're sort of doing okay. And he said, Oh, would I, you know, would, would I have known you? And, and, and you went, Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And then he looked at me and went, Am I saying the wrong things? I went, No, it's completely fine. And he went, Well, I've just done it over there to Robert De Niro's over there. And I just said, What do you do? He said, And, and you went, Oh, I, I, I'm number one at the moment. And he went, Oh. And, oh. and I went, Yeah, this is uh, Charlene from Texas. And he went, Oh. And I remember him walking away. And he just came back and he just went, but you think Robert did... De Niro and Charlene Spiteri in one night. I just think at least he's got a good story for dinner. But he does. He it's tells like a good dinner story. everybody. You know, it was in a movie, wasn't you. it? No, but he preferred you to Robert De Niro. I met Robert De Niro the night as well and I was well chuffed. Did you know? You knew who he was. Yeah, of course I knew who Robert exactly. De Niro was. <laughs> There's not many people. I mean, I must admit, there's not many people that I've been so lucky to meet so many people through through my life and through what I do. But literally, it's like you know, you just. It's, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, I'm like, oh yeah, I really like, I'm like Robert De Niro. I'm like, I love De Niro. I mean, I just did think you tell him? Did you have a conversation? No, I didn't. I get, no, the only person I've ever literally like started going. <laughs> oh, was, was Kate Bush? I literally <gasps> yeah, lost I it. Kate Bush was like. I was like, oh my God, I love you so much. I mean, I literally turned it proper fangirl. And I went, what did she say? She went, she did that. Thank you so much. And that little Kate Bush voice that she has. And she kind of went, yeah, I just said, you've been such an influence on me as a songwriter and as a woman in music. And oh, she would have loved that. I was literally like, <laughs> and it was really funny because it was, I mean, it was, it was that, um, it was Elton John that introduced me to her. And Elton was like, Char, you know Kate, don't you? And I was like, and I thought it was another Kate. And you know, I went, oh, hi. And I went, oh. <laughs> it was one of those moments. But um, yeah, I mean, it's literally like, that is, that is, that that's the one person that I literally, literally went with. I love that. But also you do, I mean, it's, it. you know, you're, you're, best friends with the people we're not going to name them because it's just they're your friends it just they're in the industry but there's a lovely clip i remember i was uh, doing a radio show around christmas on radio two and uh, we played out you with judy dench oh god the piano that went completely viral went completely bad i mean judy dench i I mean mean, she's she's just she's judy dench is one of the naughtiest people i've ever met she's so naughty and just mischievous i mean if there was, you know, a picture to go along alongside mischievous, I would put Dame Judy. Judy's face right next to it. <laughs> She's one of the coolest people I've ever met. But we were a little bit tipsy, and um, 
we had no idea. You know, we were at this this dinner and we came out and there was, there was one of those automated pianos playing Waterloo by Ava, and she jumped on it. So I just jumped on my head. <laughs> I mean, I am literally singing. I'm literally like singing down here. I'm like, whoa, I was so drunk. <laughs> and um, literally we were giggling away and we had no idea that, um, you know, I mean, it was felt we didn't know that somebody was felt well we did not we did we saw some people with phones but we didn't really think anything of it because we were drunk and um and then the next day we were at this lunch and i had my phone in my pocket and all the whole lunch was my phone and i said and i thought oh my god it's my daughter something's wrong so i looked at my phone under the table and there's just like messages going my friend was in mexico city she went i'm in mexico city watching you on the television what's going on and literally it had gone, and I must admit there was that little bit of me went, oh no, you know, oh my God, people will be like going, the people, everything's going on in the world and people will be thinking, oh look at them. No, do you know what, we needed out. it. And I was just, I thought, oh God, this we is horrible. That. And then it was, I think because it was, people could tell it wasn't rest, but I went over to, to Judy and I said to Judy, I went, Judy, look, listen, she went, and she went, good God, if only we could know we'd have rehearsed. <laughs> Yes! In that total Dude, Dame Judy Jay, voice, gosh. it was literally it was the like coolest thing ever. But she is just—I mean, she's a—I mean, she's a force of nature. That woman, she really is. She's very cool. But so are you. So are you. You know, just just accept it. I know you don't like a compliment. I think every time I try and compliment you, you blush and you put your head down. That's how I always think of you, Joe. No. Oh my God! I no. mean, seriously, me putting my head down. Like, ah. You do. You're like, oh no, 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 no. Um, what makes you properly laugh? My daughter's dancing. Honest oh, she's God. going to be really pleased that you said she that. Is, Misty, no, no because honest to God, right? So we watched that movie the other night, like literally, like we, we so we put on. We says, "Well, let's watch something scary." Misty went, "Right, everybody's talking about AI. We'll watch that Megan movie, and it's like this AI doll." Is it terrifying? No, it's not terrifying, but it's like freaky. It's proper freaky, right? And and literally, we put it on her, and she does this before she kills people. She does the dance. She does this mental dance, like look at this. And my daughter can do the dance to a T. And every time she gets up and she literally starts doing the dance, she keeps going like this. I lose it. I literally lose it because she does. She like Betty Spaghetti doing the dance, and I just can't stop laughing. And she also does. She also does a whole thing to the news. She does a dance to the do, do, to the do, news. Do, 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 do. Yeah, she does a dance to the news to the to the. She does this just stupid dance, <laughs> which amuses me no end. See, I love you know, the amount of people that say that their kids are the people or the person that brings them joy and makes them laugh and that is isn't that oh there's the i'll be honest thing? there's times when i really want to kill her i yeah, mean there's she's a, your daughter i mean there's points where i literally go like yesterday i could have killed her what I did she do are we allowed to ask yeah no i literally opened a cupboard this is the god's honest truth i opened a cupboard right? i am so ocd right i mean proper like i have clothes from like in the 80s that are perfect literally kind of fit in the men but they're perfect bang on the, like, all the stuff all the text and stuff in colours neat rose. cut in rows uh. hung perfectly looked after you know yeah. there's like pieces that are like really important pieces within fashion that I have like you know all the collections and stuff like bang bang the stuff that was given over the years there's everything right and I literally opened the cupboard and my good, some of my good clothes were literally lying in the ball on the floor in the cupboard, and I lost it. Uh, I wouldn't want to be Misty I at lost that it. moment. I literally went, "What? Who are you? 
I mean, I literally. You turned into a mother. Oh, you I turned into a mum. I mean, I literally. Yeah, because I always say it, my daughter, I don't want to be your friend. I'm your mum. Yeah, oh, I will completely. literally. That's what my mum used to I, say. To yeah, me. I'm. No. But my, no, don't butt mum me. I literally, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you now. Had she worn them? We've just tried them on. She was trying them on. She was trying to figure it out. She said, but I was in a hurry. I went, I don't give a hoot what you were trying to do. <laughs> you don't live in this house. No messing with And I did, I did. I said to her, I said, if you can't respect my staff, then it means you don't respect me. You're reading off the mum script. I'm, the, I'm on the mum script. Oh. And it was funny because when my daughter, between 14 and 16, I hated my daughter. I literally hated her for two years. I couldn't stand her. Teenage girls. And I was like, I don't, I, I've done something really wrong here. I mean, she was horrible. She knows I say it. And I literally, I phoned up my mum and I went, seriously? I went, I mean, I was never like that. My mum went, really? Like, are you joking? <laughs> I said, mum, seriously, I'm thinking of putting a pillow over her face in the night. <laughs> my mum went, I thought of doing that with you quite a few times. And I was like, Really? <laughs> Did you really think? And, she, and, and I was so, I was literally looking at my mum going, you really considered putting a pillow over my face? And I had literally just said that about my daughter and thought nothing of it. <laughs> I was literally, I'm going to put a pillow on her face and kill her in the night. She's horrible. She's just disgustingly horrible. But now she's 20, she's, she's back she's again. literally 16. She hit 16 and suddenly it was like a switch. She went yeah. bing and I went... Where have you been? Where Welcome have you home. been for two years? Where have you been? <laughs> but she's really messy. Really does my nut in. She's so messy. I went, you know, if you're like this, you'll not be organised in life. You can't hit, you just don't. I literally go like, because I can't deal with I'm just going to remind Misty uh, that you are reading off the mum script. You're mm. keeping completely, exactly going Yeah, but I'm the, I'm the woman Z. that has packing cubes. Seriously. Packing cube? What's yeah, a packing cube? You don't know what packing cubes are? The little nylon bags that go inside your suitcase. So, like, you have all your underwear in one. You, have you all don't just chuck it all in? Not a chance. Oh, we can't be going on holiday together then. Oh. I don't chuck it in. I fold. I don't roll. You know, I have as well. I have, like, packing cubes that are permanently, like, kept packed. That what? I know. Yeah, like, so basically, that's my tour socks. That's my tour this. That's my this. Tour socks? Yeah, so, you like. special socks for your tour? Yeah, for more stage socks, more stage socks. What's the difference between a normal, a, 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 I love a socks. Sock. i got to tell you. What I socks are you wearing now? At the moment, I'm wearing just nice, long blue ones. But things like that is, like, I can't have a short sock because I know that as soon as I sit down, my trousers are going to rise up, so my sock has to come to my knee. See, now, I'm trainer sock. I go trainer sock. I don't want socks showing. I can't have a sock show. Oh, no. And I love stripy socks. I've got hundreds of stripy socks. But then my daughter started stealing my socks. She's taking your socks as well. This was another one. She started stealing my socks. And I said, I'd, I'd leave her I quick. said, you and your big claw feet. I was like, I've had, I said to her, I've had those socks for 30 Come on, years. from hell. Yeah. I've had those socks for 30 years and you've just put a hole through the toe. And she went, you have not had those socks for 30 years. And I went, I have had those socks you've for had, 30 oh, sorry, years. Whoa. You, I mean, it's great for the environment. I'm delighted that you do that. You've had socks for 30 years yeah, without going through the big toe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I don't have big claw toes. Don't have long toenails. No, I can't do that. Paris Hilton shouldn't I'm be like, jumping no, on that no, coat. No. Put holes through my socks. And they were one of my favourite ones. They were a striped sock, which I was really... And they had an anchor on the top. I was gutted. And I bought them in France. I knew exactly where I bought them. <laughs> I was so upset. 
Oh my God, you are just, like I said, you're complete and utter joy. So you've got the very best of album out as well, uh -huh. coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean the next, because your last best of was 20 years yeah. ago. I mean, this is 89 to 2023. Okay, so the next one, right? Oh, no, I'll be dead for the next no, one. No, you will not. Oh my God, I will, come forever. on. The ultimate best of ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah. It's got two new songs on it as well. So there's two new songs that were that, that are on this album. But I just thought it'd been a minute since we'd put out the greatest hits and then they were on this over 20 years. And I went, oh, really? So, yeah, I was a bit shocked at that, for one. But, again, just the whole thing with playing to like this new audience with, like, Glastonbury and everything. You're like, well, well do we make a new record? You know, I must admit, I hate when people do festivals or do, like, a big event on television, like the Olympics or something, and then they go in and they play the new songs and you're a bit like, no! I, I have to say, yeah, but you want, you're like, you shut want one up. or two new ones, but no, you, you want, want one. the old stuff. You want one new one and then, yeah. like, it depends if they get three songs. If you get three songs, do you want a new one? No. Especially festivals. I mean, if it's be, if it's a if it's a big hit at that point, yeah, then do it. But not if we don't know it yet, and it's coming out. Like, yeah. don't do it. Like, stop. Like, calm your ego down. Don't do the new song. Shut up. Get your socks on. Get your socks on. Charlie's Bateri, you are joyful. <laughs> Thank you, my lovely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Reasons to be Joyful. We would love it if you'd leave a comment. I mean, please make it nice because we really like those ones best. And subscribe and follow to Reasons to be Joyful. Coming up on the next episode, the most wonderful Rosie Jones. Yeah, yeah.